see if it's functioning properly and she picked this up. He may have taught one before, although I'm not certain. I've never asked Henry about this, but I went to Indiana University uh, in the fall of 1948. I think Henry had been there for maybe a semester, maybe two semesters. And his, he came in 47 sometime. Yeah. Well, uh, and I took all the courses, I took everything I could get from Henry, as I have said, and I'll give you this statement that I've written. Uh, and I think, I'll pause for the Westminster Chimes. Livingston? Whittington. Whittington, oh yes. Well, be nice when I get it transcribed. It'll, you know, <laughs> perfect transcribers stay up a bit. Our, our son said, if you people ever die, I'm going to get rid of all these goddamn clocks. <laughs> Thank you, So I took either the either the first or the second course that Henry taught uh, on the history of photography, uh, I guess it was 48, it was the 48-49 uh, year uh, semesters at that time in Indiana. And uh, I, of course, didn't realize it at the time, but since it has occurred to me that this was one of the first and I don't think Lakuta makes this terribly clear. I don't think he was especially interested in who taught the first course, you know, mm -hmm. for academic credit in an established uh, uh, campus situation. But I think Henry was either, probably either the first or the second, and I think this in itself is a... Because as Henry, as you know, if you've done any teaching, you know, when you teach, you learn, and you're, you're trying to keep it out of the students if it's a new mm -hmm. kind of a thing. And I think, I think just doing this course helped Henry, uh, you know, get into the, you know, the roots and the history of, of the whole movement. Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, because I, uh, one of the one of the things I got from Henry was uh, a sense of the history, and uh, I'd never heard of Roy Stryker. I'd never heard of Paul Vanderbilt. As a result of this, I very soon, in two or three years, met both Stryker and Vanderbilt and established important personal relations with these two men, which of course was a, a very yeah, useful thing for me just in terms of my own growth. Mm -hmm. uh, and don't, uh, don't miss Vanderbilt. Yeah, I know. He's on my on my list. Well, people to. Uh, I have his home phone and address. If you don't oh, already have. that would be would be helpful. And we'll, we'll go upstairs later, and we'll we'll get that kind of stuff up there. Do you know what? Um, speaking of, of Vanderbilt, uh, are you fairly familiar with what Henry and, and Vanderbilt's relationship was uh, at, at that time? Because he sort of alludes in, in in a biographical statement to having done some work with Vanderbilt. <laughs> 
Well, Vanderbilt was in Indiana for one of Henry's uh, workshops, at least one. And uh, do you have a copy of the thing Henry, I shouldn't say issued, but the thing Henry had printed up when he did his show two or three years ago? The uh, in which there retrospective? Are, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I have a copy. I'll show it to you and we can check, check it out. But uh, one of the people who makes a statement about Henry there is, is Paul Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Right. <clears throat> and... Uh, I have taped many hours of conversation with Paul since then uh, because of my particular interest. Well, Wagner and I have been interested in, in the whole striker uh, area. We've done a lot of taping. Uh, <clears throat> and, of course, uh, Paul has been a part of that, you see. Paul is the man who put together the FSA file. Paul, incidentally, was a very good friend of, uh, a teenage friend of, uh, of uh, Newhall's in Massachusetts. Everybody gets tied together. It's fascinating. So. And uh, I shouldn't put this on the tape, but uh, I had a couple of drinks with Paul one night. And, uh, you want me to stop it? Or? No. no. Okay. I mean, you, you, you're you a mature man. You, okay. <laughs> you're not going to print this. But, but you see, Paul uh, Paul was a high school boy uh, close to where uh, Newhall was. Paul was a senior at Harvard when Newhall was a freshman, so they were about four years apart in age. Uh, both art history. And But when they were in high school, uh, Newhall's dad died. And Newhall's mother, to support the, I don't know how many siblings there were, but uh, opened a portrait studio in the living room of some little town in western Massachusetts. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, they ended up at Harvard together. Paul was a senior, and, uh, and uh, Newhall was a freshman, and, and they were both, both majoring in art history. We have a couple of belts, and Paul says, you know, Snyder, he says, there's uh, one thing you've got to understand about Newhall. I said, what's that? He said, he doesn't understand, he doesn't do anything about photography. He's a goddamn archaeologist. <laughs> <laughs> but the difference between Newhall and Paul is this. Newhall can write, and Paul can't. Or won't. Or won't which is the same thing. <laughs> Newhall is the godfather of Lessig. Actually the god. And you, you mean My the intellectual godfather, godfather, spiritually, okay. yeah. In fact, when I met Michael Lessig, I said, Jesus, your book is great, but it sounds just like the kind of stuff that we spent two or three nights up there with, with, with uh, Vanderbilt, you know, and he's been giving us this stuff. And, and when Lessig's book came out, we looked at it and I said, my god, that's the sort of thing Paul used to talk about. And I said, yeah. So when I met Lessig, I said, you know, well, he said, yeah, Snyder, everybody has an intellectual godfather, and, uh, and Vanderbilt is mine. The, the whole negative, the, oh, the whole file that Leslie used was out of Paul's collection. You see, mm -hmm. Paul had this thing about these, you know, and so it gets into American studies, and away we go. But, uh, but I, I'm kind of digressing here, and, and the relationship between Paul and uh, Henry, I, uh, 
well, you can read what, what uh, Paul says about Henry. And I can remember that Henry was telling me about Vanderbilt when I was, uh, was a student of Henry's uh, in 50, 51, whatever, 49 maybe. And when was it we were here, Dot, when I sought out Paul Vanderbilt? That was in 56. Remember? We went to the antique shops. That was the same summer I met Stryker. 54. 54, right. 54. Yeah, that's after you had that workshop in New York. Yeah. And came back. Yeah, 54. 54. I met Paul, and he said, don't miss. If you're driving back to Chicago, be sure to stop in Pittsburgh and get uh, and meet Stryker. So I did, and I met Stryker. Same, uh, same summer. But Henry had put me on to these two guys. Um. Henry sent me something that I was wondering if you perhaps uh, participated in. It was a, a questionnaire uh, that, let me see if I remember it. Uh, it had some silly title like, um, uh, why are you studying photography? Or um, what do you hope to get out of studying photography? Or you know, something like that. Uh, but it was a very interesting questionnaire because uh, it had uh, questions related to the history of photography. Uh, related to uh, color photography um, and um, the relationship between photography and science and some of the other arts. Um, do you remember? Uh, this is not to say that I didn't get it. No, it out. It's, it's just a long to say time. that I don't remember it. <laughs> okay. Because it was a very intriguing uh, sort of survey kind of document. Uh, when was it done again? It was, it, it had on it uh, 1947 question mark, so I guess in his mind he wasn't quite sure uh, when he had sent it around, but it must have been sometime right after he came to me. Uh, Henry and I, and I've got this, I wrote a statement for that book that was never published. And I'll, I'll, if I don't have an extra copy of it, I'll make a copy if you'd like to have it. But Henry and I had a, uh, had a rather tumultuous meeting initially. Uh, I was a veteran of World War II, and this was, you know, and uh, I had, <clears throat> I was a graduate of the Winona School of Photography. I had a lot of experience in the commercial portrait studio, and, uh, and uh, Henry, uh, I mean, I knew the you know, I knew how to print, and I knew how to expose properly, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, I got a napkin, dear. I'll get it. Well, no, and uh, Henry, uh, Henry, uh, Henry had something else, and I didn't know what it was. And we, uh, we had a, uh, we had a little, you know, a difficult time relating to each other. And I was a mixed up kid, you know, in a lot of ways, and Henry had this funny thing he was trying to teach that, uh, that just kind of turned a lot of people off. And, uh, and, uh, um, but, but despite this, we, you know, we, I understood a little enough to stay with him 
and uh, I think that uh, well, obviously he helped me a lot in terms mm -hmm. of understanding photography, and I I don't know what I did to Henry, but it was a uh, it, it was a it was a confrontation. Was that his teaching method, confrontation? Pardon? Was that his teaching method, confrontation? Uh, yeah, I think I think that would be a reasonable statement. Uh, Could you talk a little bit about what those classes were were like? Uh, if, if you re <laughs> again, it's so hard remembering. Well, uh, 25, 30 years, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the. Uh, They were, uh, they were unstructured for their time. Uh, we were given a lot of freedom, and uh, we would work on our own, then we would uh, confront Henry on an individual basis. I think your, your term confrontation is, is, is useful. Uh, the assignments were general enough so that you could, you know, just about do anything you wanted to do, and uh, uh, you get back to Henry, and he would uh, he would confront you with uh, not a lot of Mickey Mouse stuff, but with rather large questions about what you're trying to do and who you were, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that uh, sort of thing. Uh, and it was in the Department of Art, which was kind of strange. Uh, now, of course, everything is in the Department of Art. Right. Oh, oh, it's you. Yeah, notwithstanding. Oh, that may be changing, as I understand it. Oh, really? <laughs> there, there have been some meetings uh, recently to discuss the alliance with uh, the College of Arts and Sciences, but. Uh, I don't know where that. Uh, yeah, I don't know where that's going or if it's going anywhere. Um, well, Henry was uh, Henry was uh, Henry and Wanda would be there on Saturdays. You could go over there. I I got a uh, job shooting. Uh, you mean down at the department? There, there yeah. Would, yeah. I got a job shooting. Uh, I got a press pass for the Big Ten football games, uh, and I was a stringer for the local. Uh, paper in Bloomington, and I'd shoot the goddamn football games with my speed graphic, and uh, I didn't have a darkroom, so I'd go over Saturday afternoon after the game, and Henry wanted to be there, and they let me use their darkroom, you know, and I, in fact, I've got a, yeah, this is a very nice story, I think, and uh, uh, here is the winning pass, and I have this, I don't know, it's a long lens on my graphic, it's a four or five anniversary speed graphic, and, uh, I was up in the press box and I got this shot. The ball was in the air and, and it was a great shot. And uh, and when I when I developed it, and Henry and Wanda were there working in this thing in this Department of Art, and I said, I've got to get a circle around this thing. And, and Wanda took off her wedding ring and said, here, it's just right. So we put it on the 8x10 print and uh, I could probably show you the print. It was in the, on the front <laughs> page of the paper the next day, you know. <laughs> But and here I am mucking around as uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm going, uh, the reason I'm doing this is because of all the free food in the press box, you know, like great food. <laughs> <laughs> and they give me $3 for the print or whatever, but anyway, uh, but here, here is the, the bond between Henry and Watt, which is <laughs> encircling this football, you know, <laughs> and they're helping me, you know, this is great, because I get credit and, and everything, and uh, it's a, uh, it's a, if I ever told you that story? Well, you've got the picture, sure. Yeah. Well, I thought it was Henry's wedding ring. Well, maybe Henry's wedding ring. It was one of their wedding rings. And uh, one of their kids, his middle name is Bob, and he was, they told me at the time he was named after me. This is no uh, big deal, but uh, I guess it, uh, it's a... It's a, it's a uh, comment on the relationship we had at mm -hmm. that time. Now I tell Henry, I said, I'm the only one of your students who hasn't amounted to anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, was Henry teaching color back in the... Uh, no. Then? No. Yeah. Well, this was 47, well, 48, 49, 50. Because yeah, when uh, I was out, at, out in Bloomington, um, I was going through some uh, files of old student work that they have tucked away down in the museum, and uh, I was somewhat surprised to see some. S there was some color work, evidently, from some students back in '51, I think it was, and it looked just like some of Henry's uh, refraction drawings. Oh, is that right? Yeah, uh, there were two or three pieces. As a matter of fact, there was one that was uh, a color photogram that uh, said Wanda Lee Smith on the back of it. Uh, <laughs> I suppose she must have, she must have uh, made one day. Um, well, I must say that some of us in my generation are a little dismayed to hear people say that uh, Drew Shipman has replaced Henry. Drew's <laughs> quite a character. Yes, I have so. <laughs> now I shouldn't probably shouldn't put this on the tape, but um, uh, Drew impresses me as being sort of the um, absolute antithesis of of what one would want to replace Henry with from her. So, point of view, but well, she's uh, the antithesis number one in in that she's female, <laughs> and beyond that, <laughs> everything follows. But uh, that that sort of reminds me of something that you just you know talking of, of Henry. I I've talked with um, several former students. And I'm beginning to get a sense that uh, of two things. One, that uh, uh, nobody reacted to Henry neutrally. I mean, you either really, um, uh, he, he either seemed to be one of the most constructive things in your life or one of the most destructive things in, in, in your life. Um, and which seems, well, I, I think know, it seems could a, little, both. a little strange. I, I, but, uh, our, I think it could be both in the same life. Mm -hmm. Oh, in the same life? Yeah, I mean. To the same person? Yeah. Yeah. I think he was to me. Uh -huh. I mean, at first he was very negative and very uh, antithetical to everything I believed in and knew about photography. And I thought, you know, I can help this guy, you know. Uh, and uh, but I hung in there, and he hung in there, and uh, and he helped me, and I didn't help uh, much more than I helped him. Mm -hmm. And you know, as I matured and, and went on, I, I kept. You know, I, I think that it's it's not, I wouldn't say that he can do, he's either this way for this student or this way for the other student. I think 
could be both ways for some students mm -hmm. during the period of the relationship. Mm -hmm. um, was there a... Uh, the way he would confront people, and, and you know, some people uh, appreciated it, some didn't, some, you know, like you said, had it's helpful sometimes, not helpful other times. Do you think that was a studied tactic on his part, or do you think that was just you know, it was a just person? Henry. Okay. It was just Henry being himself. Uh, the f photo history, was that introduced as a separate course, uh, and was that structured, unstructured? Well, it was uh, very structured. It was a lecture course uh -huh. with the standard three and a quarter by four slides. Saw some of those in Indiana University too. I had drawer after drawer of those. So I was a little surprised to find that anybody still had uh, the big old <sighs> slides lying around. Well, in there is a slide of mine. Uh, there is a uh, there is a man uh, who brought Henry to Indiana, and Henry hates him. Henry Hope. Henry Hope. Now, as far as I know, Henry Hope is still living. No. Oh, is he dead? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, Henry doesn't like Hope. He's very, very bitter about Hope. Henry's very bitter about the whole Indiana experience. When I was out there, and uh, when was that, 72, 73, when he had his show? The show was 73. Yeah, well, I flew out for the show on my own, my own expense. I just went out and... Uh, Oh, that's when Henry sent the print back of the still life. Yeah, anyway, uh, uh, Henry and I had some time together the day after the... I got there the day the show opened, and uh, my neighbors, Henry's brother, sister-in-law, met my plane at the Bloomington Airport. I'd never met them, so we established a nice relationship with their neighbors and friends now, and uh, the show opened, and then Henry and Wanda had a reception for uh, friends and, uh, that night, and then the next morning Henry and I had some time together, and I guess I took off about noon the next day. But uh, Henry was very bitter in the morning. He said, you know, this, this place I... My years here, my time here is just interrupted by work as an artist. <clears throat> and of course, you know, you always have this dichotomy. Anybody who's uh, teaching art in a college is, is torn between mm -hmm. uh, helping the students in their own professional production. And um, Henry, of course, uh, will be remembered as a teacher, not as a photographer. I, I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, Henry would would not agree, <laughs> or at least he wouldn't the morning after his opening. <laughs> and I said, but Henry, teaching is an art, and look at your students. I mean, you know, a, a teacher is remembered for his students. And uh, not only your students, but your students' students. You know, the people the Wellpot has produced were exhibiting around the country. And, uh, well, didn't he get Teacher of the Year award? Yeah, and I said, I said, Henry, you were the Teacher of the Year. And with a, with a faculty of 
2400, that's, that's an accomplishment. Well, he said, that goddamn teacher of the year thing. I said, well, you, you went to the luncheon and made, a, made your remarks. Well, yeah, he said, I had to go because he said I needed the 1500 bucks. <laughs> They're paying me such a miserable salary here. He said, I need all the money I can get. I said, well, Christ, you're a great teacher. And I said, you know, the, the great teachers are few and far between, Henry, and, and, and teaching is an art. I later gave a speech at an SPE meeting, and I said, the, the average teacher of photography wears the mantle of the teacher with, with little comfort. You know, they, they, they're always talking. In fact, the uh, uh, thing I said was something that uh, Quade, Tate, and Lewis did not put in their book, but which they had on their tape. This uh, MFA graduate had said, I wonder, will teaching sap all of my energy or will I have time for my work? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> and then, then Byron Shirtleff said, Well, he said, the trouble with this goddamn SPE is that most of you guys are. Uh, Using teaching is something to support your habit. <laughs> it's a perpetual problem. <laughs> that, for someone who uh, complains so much about uh, his teaching, I found it very strange to walk away. I was uh, out at Indiana University and discovered that uh, Henry did not take a sabbatical for the first 25 years that he was there. Which meant that he had, you know, three and a half sabbaticals that he uh, passed up. Do you have any idea why he uh, would not have availed himself of that? Since he, you know, seems to say they're working me to death all the time. No, I can't comment on that. He did take one. He took one in, in the early seventies. The year he was supposed to retire, and he took it, yeah. uh, and then he had another year to go back, and he took that went back for that year. Mm -hmm. No, I don't know. Can't he's, comment he's... on that because it's, uh, that's, that, that gets into, you know, interdepartmental things that I don't understand. Yeah. I can't possibly comment on. Um, you started to say something about uh, Henry Smith and Henry Hope. Um, other than the fact that, from you know, what you said, Henry evidently didn't like them, uh, Henry Hope. Uh, do you know much about what went on? Between no, uh, the, the, the morning we had this conversation after his show in 73, he uh, spoke very disparagingly of Hope. And I've always thought, you know, at this point in time, in 1947, when Hope brought in a guy like Henry uh, in the Department of Art, you know, not chemistry, not journalism, but art, mm -hmm. fine art, to uh, teach photography. This was quite an enlightened thing, you know. And, uh, but Henry, oh, goddamn hope you really screwed me, uh, son of a bitch. And, you know, and this yeah. may have been a matter of salary, I don't know. But uh, well, one thing that, that I found very curious um, is that uh, Henry was involved with the College Art Journal from '53 or '54 or whatever, for a ten-year period, about. Um, but nothing he wrote really appeared there, and his outlet seemed to be Aperture for his, uh, at least the articles that got uh, any kind of distribution. Um, and uh, I'm just sort of curious as to you know, what he's had, uh, what he did 
for the art journal, whether you might know what yeah. he was doing. Uh, and also and why, I, why the articles would not have appeared in, in the art journal. can't help you. Uh, he did start uh, something, and I think there's only one issue, and I've got it. I probably can't find it unless it's in my Smith file. He started a little thing in the art department. Which, I mean, there, there seem to be about um, a dozen or so little publishing projects. Yeah. And we started. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, well, I can remember when Aperture started, uh, we all subscribed. I'm, I've got a complete file of Aperture. And Henry was big on Aperture, and I think he and Miner got along pretty well at the beginning. I don't know what happened later, but... Uh, Evidently later, they didn't get along so well from some of the things. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so, but I think initially, I, I remember when Aperture started, we, we all, you know, and this was like uh, taking a third of your food budget and mm -hmm. putting it into Aperture. And, uh, still is. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nothing's changed. It's not $28 a year, Dot. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I consider it the, uh, I consider Aperture, my, I'm very proud of my file of Aperture, I consider it the uh, camera work of the uh, mid-20th century. Yeah, <laughs> I think I would agree with that. Can't bind the goddamn thing because every issue is a different trim size. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing Henry did uh, for me, I was collecting books, not very systematically, but I had books. I've always liked books. I grew up with a family of teachers, and, and uh, I had 15 or 20 books on photography in 48 when I went down there. And uh, Henry. Uh, Even the idea that books on photography were important, and I, you know, I can remember when I was there, I, I wrote to some place and and bought the first edition of uh, of Walter Evans's American Photographs for eight dollars, and even then it was a scarce book. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went from there to the University of Chicago and uh, started collecting. Uh, well, as I could afford it, you know, I couldn't afford too much, but I. I, I I got a lot of titles that are now, you know, very rare things, and uh, and Henry was always uh, very supportive, uh, and very influential. You know, get these things, keep them. squared away. Well, um, one thing I have in my collection, the most important Smith item in my book collection is the uh, yearbook that Henry did as a senior.
This is high school or college? College. And I have never had. Uh, when was that? Was it normal? Yeah, I'll give it. I'll show it to you here. Um, and I took this with me. I was at Indiana two or three years before uh, the show on a federal project. I was with a group, and, and I spent an evening with Henry, and he showed me this yearbook. And I had a friend who was on the faculty at Normal. Uh, I wrote to him, and I said, I want this yearbook. I said, check the president's office, check the yearbook office, and see if you can give me one. If I get it, get me one, just before he quit. <laughs> And so I took it out to Henry's show, and I, it was a, it was a really a, a showpiece at this cocktail party. Right? <laughs> all these uh, all these associates of his from the Department of Art were looking at it, and he's got some original art in it. You see, Henry said, Where his uh, cartoons. And Henry signed it for me, and it's it's a nice uh, it's a nice. Uh, he says, uh, for Robert Cassator Schneider, indefatigable collector of photo historical items, a rare one. Henry Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> And this is a, this is really a nice item on Henry. Uh, you have to look at it carefully. But but one interesting thing, Howard, whenever you see him in a group picture there, and of course the people are all wearing white shirts. Now this is his kind of stuff. See, this is more than likely an original. Hmm. Yeah, I was under the direction of Henry H. Smith, editor. Yeah, no. Hmm. Copyright by Henry. Yeah. <laughs> But, but you see him in these group pictures, and of course in those days, all the men wore white shirts and ties. Mm -hmm. Not Henry. He's no, no coat, no tie. He's obviously a rebel. And this, I'm sure this, these things are, are Henry's. Yeah, we'll have to uh, look through this. Wasn't there one picture cut out? Yeah. And Henry said, you know, he said there weren't so many that were done with this. He said with the leather. This, leather said, this is one, this is the one that I gave to the president. <laughs> 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 I see. Well now you know whose copy you have. <laughs> um, you know, he didn't graduate from normal. He um, went to Ohio State. I didn't know that. Yeah. He graduated from Ohio State. You know, Bob Wagner has never met Henry Holmes Smith. Is that right? That's right. Hmm. Oh, dear. Um, Probably just as well. <laughs> uh, from what I uh, know of uh, my conversations with Henry and what I know of Bob, uh, it would be an interesting meeting. <laughs> well, they, they would more than likely respect each other. They're yeah. just different kinds of men, you know. Very, very much so. Yeah. Um, I consider them both valued friends. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, well, since you didn't know he went to Ohio State, you clearly can't help me with my curiosity as to uh, why he uh, left normal, evidently right before he graduated well, and then yeah, graduated. Jesus Christ, he must have been a senior. You might have you get, got in touch with his brother Paul yet at all? I'm going to see him tomorrow uh, tomorrow afternoon. Oh, good. And he Great. probably can help me with Oh, that's with nice. Him a bit, yeah. Uh, but he he went to Ohio State for for I guess it was three quarters arriving there uh, winter quarter and going winter spring and summer and graduate that's where he graduated from. Hmm. Uh, well, I didn't know that. Um. Let's see. 
Oh, one of the things that, that we were um, chatting about is, is his little publishing ventures. The, um, do you have any sense why uh, they never became anything more than that? And the only articles that seem to have had much, you know, much of an audience are the, the articles that ended up in Aperture. Well, I have a sense that uh, that uh, you see, Henry worked on Minicamp. He. That's another curious thing. <laughs> he has one article that I know that was published in Minicamp, and the chronology that he provided me with says that he worked in Minicamp for about two years. But from looking through the ones at uh, the Ohio State Libraries, the only thing I've ever been able to find is that one article. Um, Henry said in a lecture, and I can remember this because at that time this was, you know, I mean, I'm sure today in, in college lectures, you know, almost any four-letter word will not, you know, even wake up the kids in the back row. But, but this was, I think it was in his... Uh, photo history course, he said, and I can remember this very clearly because I'm interested in words and I do quite a, quite a bit of writing and publishing, and uh, he said, I worked on Minicam, and he said the work was a matter of sorting turds, <laughs> with the large ones in this pile and the small ones in this pile, and I was, you know, terribly shaken. As an English major, you know, a <laughs> professor at Indiana University would use a word like this, see? And it, it has always stuck with me. He said, working for Minicam was a matter of sorting turds. And uh, so apparently he felt, even at this early date, this was probably 48, 49, mm -hmm. when he said this, uh, that it was sort of beneath his, you know, it was a sort of a grubby kind of thing that he was doing with Minicam. Mm -hmm. uh, Henry has... Uh, always been very interested in uh, in words and in writing and in publishing and his work in the 50s his writing uh, always struck me as very very uh, poor writing it was overblown complicated uh, redundant and, and uh, not clear it was just not good writing uh, the writing he's done since, and there hasn't been much of it, the thing in the Wellpot catalog, mm -hmm. for example, I think it's just a brilliant piece. Uh, really getting at some, uh, I think it's a very important uh, statement, mm -hmm. and well, well put together. But I think that Henry has, uh, I think he wanted to write, but I think he had great difficulty his teaching responsibilities just didn't make it possible for him to give the time that he needed. He needed a lot of time. Uh, and I think his, his writing output, meager as it is, uh, will illustrate the, the 
thesis, but he, he, he had uh, great difficulty writing. It may have been the complexity of the ideas he was trying to mm -hmm. express. And yet he's, he's, he clearly is one of the few uh, uh, photographers who has chosen to, to express thoughts about photography in words, too. Um, I mean, kind of interesting. I mean, one of the, the, the few people to, you know, I mean, his his writing output is meager by the standards of uh, uh, someone who is a professional writer. But, uh, but for a photographer, it seems voluminous. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a very good point, and I hope you'll make that point. Uh, you know, compared to uh, Siskin or Harsh or whoever, I, I mean. Uh, Mentioned Karsh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, um, you're you're saying so that the, the writing was was labored for him, but that doesn't still you know answer why um, his projects didn't seem to uh, come to fruition. Do you know if he like tried to get them published by uh, other journals or um, you know put together in book form back then? Because um, I have uncovered a lot of these little, I mean, literally mimeographed press things that say you know write to Henry Holmes Smith and send seventeen cents, and you know we'll send off um, you know, this this article. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I don't know. I uh, I remember when uh, when I was out at his show, he had this nice idea for a book, and uh, it seemed to be totally dependent on the Kentucky operation. Either they could fund it or they couldn't fund it, and obviously they couldn't fund it because Henry would Spunded. was insisting on color, you know. It's been a very expensive book, mm. and so it never got off the ground. Mm. And I got home and I wrote a letter to uh, uh, to um, uh, I don't know the guy at George Eastman House, uh, the Irishman from Kentucky. Uh, oh, Doherty. Doherty. No, Doherty. And I said, I think this would be a very important book, and I think that uh, we should think about it. And, and he wrote back a very funny letter, you know, because uh, I thought it was what we should get get out, you know. Uh, and uh, so I think uh, I think there was a certain amount of naivete on Henry's part about publishing. Mm -hmm. It's not just the money, though, because the money is there. I mean, the, uh, Conrad Pressman applied for and got an NEA grant to uh, fund this book project. And the Indiana Art Museum um, evidently has the $5,000 that uh, uh, they were going to use to publish the, the catalog. You know, and evidently, it's still there. All Henry has to do is uh, say, I want it. Um, and the project isn't getting done. And Conrad Pressman told me when I saw him in, in uh, Louisville that uh, uh, <clears throat> the project very possibly is uh, 
going to just go by the boards because uh, Henry isn't getting the material to him so that he can do something with it before the grant runs out. Well, now that's something I don't, that's news to me. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, there may be something there about Henry. Yeah, well, that's what I'm beginning to think. That's uh, it's kind of. Uh, now uh, I don't know. You see, Wanda is an editor, a professional right. editor, and I don't know what uh, what the relationship is there in terms of Henry's verbal output and Wanda's influence on it, or mm -hmm. uh, if there is any. I, I just don't know. Wanda is a you know her? Um, I have, I've never met her or spoken to her. She's a hell of a nice gal, very well adjusted and very, very solid, lovable, charming. Totally devoted to Henry, as you know, as, 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 as you can tell from, you know, uh, from our vantage point. Mm -hmm. uh, Do you know why he, um, Never exhibited his, his photographs much. No, I don't. When, when you were a student, did he show you his, his work as part of uh, his teaching? Very little. Very little. Because I, I, I find it kind of curious that someone who works in the, the mode that, that Henry works um, would. Uh, speak so highly of uh, people like Stryker um, and Newhall um, when from well from a lot of the literature it seems like uh, people who thought about photography the way Stryker thought about photography and the way Newhall thought about photography um, had a lot more trouble accepting the kind of things that Henry was doing than Henry had accepting the kinds of things they were doing. And it's, it, it seems that Henry, uh, when he was teaching, was very open to a lot of points of views. Uh, very open. Photography. Very open, yes. Uh, let me give you an illustration, and you might, might, may be able to use this in your, uh, in your, in your uh, comments. Yoshi Okamoto was head of the uh, USIA photo section when Kennedy was assassinated. He had gone to Berlin as the photographer with LBJ when LBJ was vice president. And they struck up a friendship. So the second or third day, LBJ was in the White House as president <clears throat> right after the assassination. He called Oki and said, I want you to be my photographer. And therein lies a very interesting history of of the, the use of the photographic image by Johnson was just unbelievable. Uh, what he did in the White House with pictures. <clears throat> Everyone, thousands of people a week who witnessed a bill signing and got a free pen, also got a picture of themselves along with LBJ in color, signed by LBJ. And this was a big operation. It was, uh, but uh, <clears throat> Oki uh, has told me several times he, he makes this point that uh, he's a, he lives in this area. Funny guy, he, he, 
like most photographers, he absolutely will not write anything, but he could do a hell of a book on the, the images. He's got images you wouldn't believe from the LBJ years in the White House. But Oki said that uh, he used to hire photographers at USIA, and uh, they'd come in with their portfolios, and he'd look through the portfolio, and he'd say, You're, you studied with uh, Minor White. He said, yeah, how can you tell? Well, your pictures all look like minor white pictures. But he said, not Henry Smith. <laughs> the only guy teaching kids photography was who didn't imprint his own visual ideas was Smith. You know, the, the people, the Siskin students would look like Siskin, and white students would look like white. But Henry's students were all over the map, which is a, which is a, pins down your, your, your point, Howard. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was very open about that. Yeah, I saw one of his pictures. I, I guess he was printing something for somebody, and I happened to see one. But it was it, certainly there was no, uh, no, uh, look what I'm doing, and go out and do the same. There was none of that. I think that might be an important point uh, about Henry. Do you have much of a sense that uh, if he, from you know, conversations over the years, if, if he felt somewhat defensive about the kind of uh, position he, he assumed in, in photography, you know, sort of his um, certainly you know, rather untraditional um, image making, both you know the color work and you know, and highly abstract. Well, that's that's a bad term, Henry. Jumped on my throat and I uh, suggested that his work was abstract. <laughs> to his syrupy images. Yeah, don't miss my phrase. Smith's syrupy images. <laughs> I almost said saccharine syrupy images. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Uh, that was a, a kind of a, a kind of an unspoken assumption that he was defensive. No, no, uh, no. I, I don't think he was defensive. Uh, He almost didn't care. At least that's the impression we got. Mm. Didn't care what other people thought. That's right. Uh, of course, I, as a, uh, my student days with Henry were very early in his uh, career as a teacher. I think you and did Wilcott start about the same time? Yeah, know, Jack and I were. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll go back to the beginning. Yeah. Uh, uh, Forty. Uh, you, you stayed at Indiana. You finished your graduate work there, and then you stayed there and taught, or no? So I went to Indiana in the fall of '48. Uh, met Dorothy. And uh, got my master's degree in '49 and left. Got a job teaching, and 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 in the process, I took. Well, I took, I don't know, two or three courses with Henry. You know, Studio One, Studio Two, and History of Photography. That was about all it was. Uh, then I went uh, up to college, in Minnesota, and taught for a couple of years. 
and uh, came back, and we were married uh, during that period. And uh, we came back in '51, uh, was it? And I started my doctoral program. And Doc went back to teaching at the lab school. And I took, uh, well, <clears throat> I got a doctor's degree in uh, education, but I minored in fine arts. And all I took in fine arts was Henry Holmes Smith. But that was enough hours to give me an outside minor. Uh, uh, so I took, uh, well, I took everything I could get from Henry. Just because I liked him and it was interesting, and I, you know, I had this book interest, and uh, and I was interested in uh, audiovisual education in uh, in education at the time, and uh, boy, my major was in general education. Uh, my outside minor was in fine arts. So in. 51, 52, 52, 53. We were there two years. We left in 53 and went, we both got jobs at the University of Chicago. And then I, my relationship with Henry became, well, I saw him maybe once or twice, and then I got involved with Stryker and Vanderbilt, and, but I kept a sort of a, you know, Henry was still there, but uh, uh, I guess for two or three years in there, I really wasn't, uh, I really felt that Henry was down there kind of punching around, and I began, as I grew, as I matured, I began to understand that Henry had really had an influence on me. And, and then as some of my classmates became prominent in photography, Will Pot and, uh, and uh, Bob Ford. Bob was another guy mm -hmm. in our group down there. Uh, was Van Deren Coke there when you were there? No. Coke came in a year or two later, and I uh, I wrote something about Coke. You apparently have seen the uh, 21 yeah. thing. Have you got that? Yeah, that I have. Well, I, my little piece in there yeah. about Henry. Uh, Henry objected to one statement in that piece. He said, Van Deren Coke was not a student. He took the course, but he was an auditor. He wasn't signed up. And I said, Henry, I didn't say he was a, he had paid the goddamn tuition or he hadn't paid it. I said that he was influenced by your teaching. And Henry said, well, okay, but you know what you said isn't right, Snyder. You didn't say it right. And of course, I had said it right, but so I let it go. But uh, Coke, I think, uh, I don't know Coke. I've never met him, but I, I suspect that uh, he would agree with what I said. He had been influenced by Henry Holmes' yeah. teaching. And he was also clearly there. I mean, it's, yeah, he was it's there. a matter he of record. He, he, he had took every course. Course. <laughs> That's all. He was an auditor, you know, a non credit auditor. You know, you just, just sit there and. Uh, uh, Did you then, you then came back to Indiana University for a while? No, I know. You, you never went back. Okay. I came from uh, Chicago to here. Um, were you in contact with him at all during the, his sort of reading experiment phase, his reading photographs? 
that's well, we were started reading, in 52, I think. Uh, well, we were reading photographs. Uh, well, I was there in 52. I mean, the, the first published material, I think, starts in 52. It starts in yeah. yeah. We used to go over there at night and read photographs, or, you know, we'd look at them and talk about them. And I, uh, it was a, we just did it because it was possible to do it. It wasn't anything mm -hmm. for any course or anything. I remember it was B fourth, and uh, I, I don't remember who they were. I don't know if Jack was there or not. But uh, yeah, we were moving in that direction. I can remember that. Did he talk about uh, I. Richards or mm -hmm. William Epson and Semantics. Kenneth Burke? Yeah, at that, at that a little time? bit. Because mm -hmm. um, I couldn't see the relationship, and I. Uh, and this may be related to his writing. I think it is. Uh, this is just speculation, but uh, uh, at Chicago, the guy who said that, uh, the guy I quoted earlier, I didn't give you his name, he said about doctoral dissertations, he'd never let his through, was uh, Charles Morris, wrote Signs, Language, and Behavior. And it brought Korzybski to Chicago. And who, who, uh, Korzybski was a big influence on Lynn Bullock. Uh, right. You know, Bullock evidently didn't understand much of it. No, well, nobody does. <laughs> you, know, you can't. As a matter of fact, I asked Charles Morris one night. Uh, I said, uh, Charles, I keep getting these goddamn kids who are coming into my shop over there, and they're students of general semantics and there and this was back in the days when you know you wore ties and coats and, and uh, I said they all have dirty fingernails and they don't take baths and they're uh, you know they're, uh, they're they're students of general semantics and, and Charles said well he said Kujinsky told me himself that he was a schizophrenic and uh, and all his students were Robert I want you to meet my friend uh, Howard uh, Bosson he said, Kurjimski said he was schizophrenic and he figured half, at least half his students were, you know, in this whole general semantics movement at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, Morris never really got into the, the same aspect of this that, uh, that Henry did, but there is a... Uh, was Henry aware of Morris? And, 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 uh, probably he was. Because that, that's not a name that has come up in, in no. any of the things. No, I've and I don't think maybe it should, but, yeah. but Morris uh, coined the term iconicity. Hmm. Uh, in fact, he was very proud of the fact that he coined about 50 new words in his book, Kind of Language and Behavior. And uh, it was not totally unrelated to some of the things I thought Henry was trying to that. Uh, I have a thing up in the study. We'll have to go up there and go out okay. there. Uh, Vanderbilt told me something one night, and I wrote it down, and I, and I, I think this may be a, an intellectual bridge. The end product of photography the enrichment of language. This is a, a, something that Vanderbilt said? 
Yeah. And I think I the older I get, and the more writing I do, and the more thinking I do about photography, the more this thing strikes me as a very, very uh, powerful idea. And I've got the thing uh, uh, on the wall upstairs. You can look at it. I think that's the way it goes. And the product of photography is the enrichment of language. Not, not word, but language. Language, Richards and uh, and that may be I may get back to Henry's concern with uh, in fact I think there are a couple of statements in that uh, catalog that we show to that effect it seems to me there are I know that you know some people have mentioned that. I'm sometimes trying to remember where where I'm seeing it at this point. It's a little blurs in my uh, mind. But, uh, what was Red Hair's first name? I don't know. I said Red Hair all the time. <laughs> This is the photographer who's in. Yeah, Hare hair was uh, was was well pot and forth and me and uh, he was uh, like well pot. He was a local boy, Southern Indiana boy. But Red Hare has uh, has, uh, as far as I know, been a commercial photographer in Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh, North Philadelphia. Hare is H A R E. He's uh, he's. Uh, a stringer for Fortune. He does a lot of steel stuff for Fortune. And uh, he, he got in with the Stryker group there in, uh, during the Stryker uh, Pittsburgh era. Uh, Hare would be a good guy for you to talk to. Oh, fiddlesticks. That's his name. Hare. I don't think I ever heard him call anything but red. 